it says USA inside her leg, the, the, the figure skater girl. It's on her inner thigh. And with all due respect to the outer thigh, the inner thigh is fine. Okay. Um, there's a controversy there, which she had <laughs> tattooed on her inner thigh. Turns out it's not a tattoo, I guess. So anyway. Oh, it's not. It was an athletic tape with the USA branding on it. Oh, controversial. It appears to be signage right next to her Netherlands, not to be confused with the, the Dutch. We know what the letter to Donald Trump Jr. said that had white powder in it that sent his wife to the hospital, even though it was cornstarch. Dear Mr. Trump, here's some white powder. Is that what it said? <laughs> she, she started to feel dizzy and sick. Well, yeah. Now listen, no, don't do you do not go there. Why not? Do not go there. Or what happens? <laughs> <laughs> or I will talk to you in this tone of voice. <laughs> you got a woman who's married to one of the most controversial figures in the country receiving white powder. She freaked out. She had a psychosomatic reaction. She was terrified. She's got a bit of a princess in the pee thing going there. Oh, listen to you. Lack of compassion. That's what I say. Cornstarch sent you to the hospital. But anyway, this is what the letter said. You're an awful person, and now you get what you deserve. Cornstarch. That's what the letter said. She opens it up, white powder. She goes to the hospital. They check it out. It's cornstarch. Everything's fine. But there's some weirdo out there who will end up in jail because they're a weirdo. I remember an FBI guy told me uh, once... How to, uh, or he may have been a CIA guy or an NSA or NBA. I don't remember. I'm not saying. He said, here's how you tell. <laughs> Was it Michael Jordan? That's the NBA. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, here's how you tell that it's not uh, something dangerous. Here's how you kind of tell that, you, that it is. But he said, you cannot say this on the air by any means. Don't say it. Like- so I won't. Because what was, so, so that was just a, that was like a humble brag. That was just a oh, I yeah. I know something you don't know. Is exactly. all the whole point of that. No, no, I thought it was interesting because I'm I'm super into this stuff. But I just thought of a really really funny joke, but I'm not going to tell anybody. It's hilarious, <laughs> but no. Listen, you're about to get that tone of voice again. <laughs> <laughs> no, if if. The morons of the world who wanted to terrorize right. Mrs. Trump Jr. knew it. They'd be more terrifying because the experts can generally look pretty quickly and say, nope, another idiot. I don't remember what and it was. It lowers the level of expense and terror and the rest of it, so they don't want that out. What were we all briefly on the lookout for a dozen uh, years the ago? anthrax. Anthrax, that's yeah. right. And then you yeah. had to have, should you have CPRO handry? Well, and a handy. handful of people died. It was real. Oh, that's right. And that turned out to be. Did was it ever... that scientist dude? But they were never sure it was him. Yeah. I can't remember but it wasn't, exactly how was that was. It wasn't ISIS or Al-Qaeda. Yeah, but that was not imaginary. A number of people died. It was terrible. Well, God, those were ugly times. The idea These that, are ugly times. The idea You're that, ugly. <laughs> Your the, face is ugly times. The idea that Al-Qaeda was going to attack it with that turned out to be imaginary because yeah. it hasn't happened. Yeah. So this big uh, article in the New York Times just gave it a brief passing mention um, that uh, North Korea is said to have uh, serious stockpiles of biological yeah. weapons and chemical weapons. Yeah. And they don't give a damn. So, uh, you know, everybody's talking about n- nuke in Seattle or what have you. Um, you know, there could be some sort of horrendous uh, biological attack. What would he accomplish with that, though? I don't know. I, well, it's well, you'd hate to have it happen, I'll tell you that. Um, it's part of the whole, you know, I thought of the perfect metaphor. It's grim. But uh, North Korea, like they're uh, warming up relations right now with the Olympics and the rest of it, it is so classic uh, spousal abuse behavior. 
they administer a beating, and then they go all apologetic, and I love you, and it'll never happen again. And, you know, the purpose of an abusive spouse is that they're crazy, too, um, or possessive or whatever. But with the North Korean regime, it's to buy time, and they're great at it. So this is the, oh, I'm so sorry, here are some flowers, period, that, you know, the media was totally sucked in by and made asses of themselves. But they've gotten the kick, and they deserve can we uh, get a different picture on our TV? Oh, that gal sorry. with the inner thigh, thigh tattoo is. Uh, well, I'm still a, still a virile young man. I'm easily distracted. Do we have Andrew Egger yet of the Weekly Standard? Some sort of glitch getting him on the line. We want to talk about that incredibly odd and suspicious Susan Rice email, which we will cover next segment if we don't get Mr. Egger. Yeah, and I hope we do. So today you got men's speed skating, the oh, uh, the yeah. long one, which is pretty cool. The the super long one. That's kind of tough to watch. 1,500 meter, that's a mile, right? According so, to some experts. Yeah. Uh, more figure skating. God dang it. Yeah, I know. At least um, get to the leaping and twirling kind and not the dancey kind. Please. Men's snowboarding with the half-pipe gold medal final tonight. Yes. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. That yes. should be uh, Sean White, the uh, the yep. flying tomato, making his uh, his medal quest for his third gold. Yeah, which is that's a lot of Olympics. Since they're four years apart. The half pipe, or if you want to get really high, the whole pipe. And uh, gold medal run. Snowboarders. For women's alpine. That's your oh. uh, really fast. Is that Lindsey Vaughn? Alpine. That's good stuff. What's the alpine? So skiing. That's the downhill skiing, is that right? The, uh, no, that's downhill skiing. The alpine is, is that the combined downhill and Slalom? What, what am I? So this is the Schifrin. They were doing the featurette on her earlier. She's, she seems she's to be the, the next kind of Lindsey Vaughn. She's about a okay. decade younger, but really good. She's well, let's a, get she's rid of the old hopeful. Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah, now yeah. What the, she's a hag. What is she, 30? <laughs> Please. That's none of your business. Yeah, I know, Tiger. Huh? <laughs> Tiger traded her in, so should we. Lindsey Vaughn, who hates Trump in America or something like that. So Yeah, uh, that's what I hear. Yeah. You got that. Um, so there you go. Looking I get to my that knee torn up like she does. I'm done. I don't even drive past a ski hill anymore. Forget it. She's got her knees all surgically put together. Then she works out like a lunatic yeah. for a year, year and a half. Well, and, then, and then gets right back onto the mountain. Good Lord. What's that like? Well, that, that sort of dedication. Well, it, it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. And. It's what it takes to be the best in the world, huh, Tiger? I don't know if it's no, what it, none of my business. You know, you got Michael Phelps, who's the best Olympian ever, and he's barely functioning as a human being without right. that. Right. Um, right. It's racing it's, sharks, etc. <laughs> that's right. I'd forgotten about racing that. fake sharks. <laughs> I forgot that about that. Was as good as it's going to get. Racing shark simulations. Um. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Well, I won't get into that, but. Yeah, <laughs> Judy and I had a long conversation about the Michael Phelps raising a shark show just the other day. It remains one of the greatest TV treats of the century. <laughs> wow, that was something. <laughs> so the girl tonight, she's the one that they featured on opening night. She's the one that writes on all her autographs, O-B-F-T-T-B. And does she send us emails? Always be faster than the boys, and she's been writing that <sighs> for her whole life. Always, and you started it with an O? Sorry. Um, <laughs> hey, okay. O- always learn to spell. That's what you ought to write. I think she's that girl. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's, that's her fun. Thing. Yeah, oh yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Competitive spirit. But that whole dedicating your entire life to one thing, eh, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. I've never done that. Maybe it's fantastic. It's 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 something. Me, it's uh, that painting on a grain of rice. That's what I go home after the show. That's all I do all day long till bedtime. Yep, every day. Yep, nothing but. I got a great uh, panda bear on a grain of rice that I got hung up on the wall. You got to get real close to it. To really enjoy it. Right. Needless to say. Um, so do you remember Susan Rice? She sent an email to herself on Inauguration Day that has people trying to figure out what it meant. It is extremely odd. That next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. That's too windy for the big downhill uh, skiing. I'd forgotten. Yeah, they get airborne for like a long way because they're going so fast. Well, right. And you want to not get airborne. So, yeah, you get a gust of wind under you, catch your skis, all of a sudden you're flipping through the air, and then you you end up in a wheelchair. Yeah. It's no joke. Huh? So, on the very last day of the Obama administration, National Security Advisor Susan Rice. Susan Rice, that name is familiar. Ah, yes. Congenital liar Susan Rice. All five talk shows. The uh, Benghazi attack was a reaction to the uh, video, the uh, Allah movie. Uh, she would. The uh, other thing she said that always sticks in my mind is the whole Bo Bergdahl served with honor. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Um, so she, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, if Susan Rice tells you the truth, it's either an accident or that happens to be the most self-serving thing she can do at the moment. Uh, but it is purely coincidental. So she, on the very, very last day that Barack Obama's in office, well, for half a day, it's Inauguration Day, she sends herself an email purportedly recording a January 5th meeting with the president and other key staff members. So this is 15 days later. She sends herself an email. Dear me, sorry I haven't gotten back to you early, been very busy. Dear me. President Obama began the conversation by stressing his continued commitment to ensuring that every aspect of this issue, the Russia investigation and the Trump transition team, okay, that every aspect of this issue is handled by the intelligence and law enforcement communities by the book. The president stressed that he is not asking about initiating or instructing anything from a law enforcement perspective. He reiterated that our law enforcement team needs to proceed as it normally would by the book. Now, if that ain't something a lawyer told her, hey, you better do this right now because there is stuff coming down. I've never seen that sort of thing. That is the most ridiculous, but, but transparent maneuver I think I've ever seen. Well, even if it's that, why did she put it in an email? Like, to remind herself what she was going to say if she was asked? No, to put it into the record that as of January 5th, we all sat there and agreed nobody would break any laws, and we didn't, and we haven't. So there, signed me. Obama reportedly made these remarks in the context of a January 5 meeting following a briefing by intelligence community leadership on Russian hacking during the uh, 2016 uh, campaign. Comey was there. 
Deputy AG Sally Yates, Veep Joe Biden, and Rice herself. Senator uh, Lindsey Graham with Chuck Grassley. And, you know, they're both pretty old hands and pretty reasonable guys. They're not bomb chuckers. Although Lindsey Graham actually wants to chuck bombs in like 14 different countries. But anyway, uh, rhetorically speaking, uh, Grassley and uh, Graham put out uh, a letter to Rice that said, quote, it strikes us as odd that among your activities in the final moments on the final day of the Obama administration, you would feel the need to send yourself such an unusual email purporting to document a conversation involving President Obama and his interactions with the FBI regarding the Trump-Russia investigation. In addition, despite your claim that President Obama repeatedly told Mr. Comey to proceed by the book, substantial questions have arisen about whether officials at the FBI, et cetera, et cetera, did proceed by the book. I'm telling you. I, purely as a mental exercise, sometimes will come up with an innocent explanation for something really, really weird. Partly because I'd rather not be humiliated when somebody points out, hey, you were getting all uh, prosecutory on this poor girl, and here's a perfectly innocent explanation. Because I feel like an ass when that happens. <laughs> and it happens more than occasionally. But I'm telling you, there is no solid innocent explanation for documenting two weeks later that we all got together and agreed no one would break the law signed me and now i'm out of office that is really strange now, why is it even on your mind in the final hours of you having access to a government computer there's no innocent explanation she is trying to cover something up and the only thing that flummoxes me a little bit is while she is as evil and as big a liar as I think is coming along in quite a while, I have no use for Susan Rice. She's really smart. She's smart enough to have ascended to the heights she has. This is transparent, what's happening here. It seems really dumb. What was the situation? You're right. That where- is a, that is, that, that is a, a, a good... That is a good point. It's too dumb a thing to do if you're a smart person. Well, it's a devil's advocate point anyway, and I think the only answer is it was so important to do it, she did it in spite of its being transparent and dumb. She had to do it. Or somebody made her do it. Again, I'm thinking as hard as my little brain can can think. I can't think of a reasonable, innocent explanation why, with seriously minutes left, so when did this story to the administration she would pen this email and send it to herself so it was on the record. This story didn't break till almost seven o'clock last night in the New York Times. So I'm glad to hear they're on it. I haven't actually seen their uh, coverage of it. Is that New York Times or where's Edgar's from? Oh no, that, that's National Review. Oh, National Review. Okay. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I don't know if anybody else is on it then. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's on this story at all. Man, that is weird. I I, I will tell you this, and, and some of y'all I think are nuts. You're just so into the conspiracy weeds. But I'm telling you, this smells to high heaven like um, there are going to be some pretty serious uh, revelations about the FBI and the Justice Department and and the FISA court and how they handled the whole Trump thing. When you when you see people closing rank like crazy, um, it means something. 
Uh, I hear some of you on the left saying, yeah, like when Trump is now, his lawyers are saying, now he's not going to talk to Mueller. Well, I, my argument is that you never have any friggin' idea what Trump is going to say. And if Trump was your client, you'd say the same thing. See, I'm trying to see who's following this story at all since it just broke yesterday. Now, obviously, Fox is on it. Obviously, the Blaze Glenn Beck's thing is on it. Um, CBS did a story on it. The Hill has it. That's good. They're remarkably even-handed lately. Washington Examiner. I don't see any Washington Post or New York Times, though, yet. Weekly Standard. Oh, there's... Nope. Nope. That's something different in the WAPO. Interesting. Uh, You know, as we've said so many times... Business insiders got it. They're conservative. Oh, here's the thing on TMZ. Well, no, that's celebrity let me finish side the thought there, Sean. That's celebrity side boob. Okay. Um, <laughs> teat. You thought you had it, but it turned out to be celebrity side boob. So. If you come up with any celebrity under boob, let me know. Um, but you know, we've said it a thousand times. I I can deal with the fact that media are partisan. And for instance, right now you have NPR. This is just it's so astonishing. NPR are now acting like budget hawks. It is hilarious but look if your function is yeah i always go after the other side and and call them on their their sins i blow the whistle on them that's what i do all i ask is you be honest about it quit trying to pass yourself off as some sort of paragon of objectivity when you're a partisan but yeah the fact that that the the big uh the big liberal media are not on this well it just shows you what they are so, like, CNN covered this story, but all their their take in on it, on it is, hey, we now know there was a previously unknown meeting in the Obama administration in which they, Barack Obama, declared, let's do everything by the book. They're not commenting on the weirdness that she... Okay, great, CNN. So, if I come home uh, this afternoon and say to Judy, you know, the one thing you need to know, honey, is that I did not cheat on you with the uh, the Denny's waitress... <laughs> last week and she says to her friend you know what i found out today joe didn't cheat on me if she says that she's an effing idiot so the cnn so cnn are effing idiots and i stand by that there is a statement out from the rice camp now her um her uh counsel her lawyer said there's nothing i've been to rice camp it's fun you learn to cook rice you make crafts with rice There's nothing unusual about the National Security Advisor memorializing an important discussion for the record. The Obama Two White weeks House later, in an email to herself. In the last hours of the administration. Happens all the time. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, let the finger pointing continue over the still soaring deficits. We've got yet another update. Reality TV star, former White House employee Omarosa... Continued Trump reveals. Boy, boy. And there's a new number one TV network coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Well, Donald, you hire Amorosa to be in your White House, and this is what you're going to get. You knew she was a snake when you picked her up. No kidding. Nice move. All that's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Gambling problem? Call So I'm reading more on this email stuff. A lot of people in the Obama administration absolutely, clearly, fully believed that Trump was in bed with the Russians. 
Barack Correct. Obama either didn't believe that or thought as the president he can't uh, act on it, um, which he shouldn't, and kept saying, hey, if there's some reason we can't share Russia information with these people, you got to keep me updated on that. He said to Comey, he said to Susan Rice, he said to various people. Mm-hmm. So there you've got the incoming elected president of the United States weeks before they're going to be sworn in as president. And you've got the sitting president saying, keep me updated on whether or not we can share information with these people. Because they're not certain that they're not, you know, uh, in league with a with a foreign adversary. It's a Manchurian candidate, if you will. That, Google that, it. That is wild. And I'm sure a Mueller has, un, you know, un uncovered all that right that, that what a weird situation yeah. to be in well and listen it, it's certainly easy to imagine if you know maybe partisan fervor joined with some legitimate fear for the country slash patriotism or whatever and got people to go over lines yeah. that would be really easy to picture and susan rice sent that email to herself at twelve fifteen minutes before she no longer had access to wow. government computers wow. what is going on there I'll tell you one thing that's not going on there is nothing. There is something up. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, White House Budget Director Mick Mulvaney is taking questions this morning about President Trump's budget proposal on Capitol Hill. The plan would add to the federal deficit by about $7 trillion over a decade. Now, here's a bit of what Mulvaney was saying. It's a lot harder to reduce spending in the long term than it is to spend. And I think it's incumbent upon all of us to start making difficult decisions, to decide together as a legislature, as an administration, are these deficits that we're really willing to tolerate? That would be a good idea. So a little late is the problem. Yes. The $4.4 trillion budget includes a big boost in defense spending, $3 billion for a massive border wall, and $200 billion in new infrastructure spending. Mulvaney said he could not deliver a budget that would balance over that time because Congress had not taken steps to cut spending in the past year. Well, that's absolutely true. Yep. There's, there's going to be no balancing the budget until we take on some of these big problems. Which, by the way, Donald Trump ran on. He's not going to touch Social Security. He's not going to touch Medicare, Medicaid. That was part of his message. And those things, mandatory spending, are about 65% of the budget. So if you're not willing to touch those, you're not going to do anything in deficit reduction. On right. the other hand, it could be argued that, yeah, this big argument we've been having is over discretionary spending, which is uh, about 30% of the budget. We could get serious about mandatory spending and do some real deficit reform. But they won't. You're talking about touching entitlements? Right, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Have you been following former White House staffer and reality star Omarosa's return to TV? What show was she on? Was she on The Apprentice back in the day? Yeah. See, I never watched that show, really, so... I was she just was aware a of her. She was a conniving big liar on the show. Of course, yeah. they can edit you to make you sure. look like whatever. But she is now on Celebrity Big Brother and dishing out uh, stories about her time at the White House, offering weekly criticism about her former employer, President Trump. She's already whatever, whatever. Yeah, she's already said she's worried about Trump's ability to govern. And this time round, she was saying she wouldn't vote for Trump again in a million years. But Says she, the reality star. But she stressed there are worse options like Vice President Mike Pence. We would be begging for days of Trump back if Pence became president. That's all I'm saying. He's extreme. I'm Christian. I love Jesus. But he thinks Jesus tells him to say things. 
See, the only crazy thing going yeah. on there is why you would ever let her into the White House. Right. Right. And then subsequently air her thoughts on any topic. But Speaking of manipulating reality right. shows, I was pointing out to my wife the other night, one of the villains on this season's The Bachelor, who he voted off last week. Good for him. Um, every time she took a drink of wine, I could tell as a guy it's in the radio business, they were amplifying the sound of her drinking to make it sound like she's a really loud slurper. <laughs> Because they're all mic'd. Yeah. So they would just really amplify it every time she took a drink to make it seem like she was going <laughs> every time she took a drink of wine to make her even a more awful person. Wow. That's <laughs> funny. What an awesome touch in a reality show. <laughs> all right. Meanwhile, people at NBC are celebrating the fact their network has reclaimed total viewership ratings leads for the first time in 16 years. Execs at the network have blockbuster shows like This Is Us. The return of Will and Grace and the smash vocal competition leader, The Voice. They're getting ratings with the new Will and Grace, huh? Yes. God, they Big all rating. look so old on that show. Yes, yeah. because they are. Yeah, Time still undefeated, as Positive <laughs> Sean reminds us. That's one of those guaranteed ratings grabbers amongst a certain, you know, generation, certain group. That's why they're bringing back Roseanne and a bunch of other shows from that era. Oh, is that where we're going? Yes. Younger people aren't watching broadcast right. TV. Right. Like, these are the people who are watching broadcast TV. Are good they point. the fans of right. Will and Grace? Right. Good, good point. Very good point. And in sports, Team USA is now 2-0 and in the women's hockey tournament. The yes. U.S. scoring three times in the second period to pull away in a five-win over the Olympic athletes from Russia. Americans clinched a spot now in the semifinals. They're going to play four-time defending champion Canada late tomorrow. Oh, that's a tough one, I'm guessing. Now, let us go over to the Olympics desk and check in with Positive Sean, who's got a special Olympic medal update for us. So, for all my Olympic uh, calculations, the reporting will all be based off the total value of the sum medals that the the country has won. So, right now, you have the Netherlands sitting atop with $3,595 worth of medals they've won. (laughs) Right. Based on melting them down. Yeah, melting them down, what their their mineral value is. Can we go over the the individual uh, values of the medals again? Absolutely. So you got your gold medals at $577. Yeah. You got your silver medals at $320. Right. And then you got your bronze medals at (laughs) (laughs) $3.50. So you got the the Dutch atop with $3,595 worth of winnings. You have Germany in second place. They have the most golds, but in second in total value, $3,532. Norway is in third, $3,341.50. Canada, $3,200, or I'm sorry, $3,021.50. America's hat. And USA in fifth place with $2,058. There you go. A rundown is only positive Sean can deliver it. So speaking of America's hat, you just mentioned the women's uh, hockey team from Canada four times. They've won the gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just interesting how if you emphasize yeah. a sport you're good at, because there's no reason Canada should beat us at anything. No, like genetic reasons, certainly, uh, or, or whatever. Yeah. Or just just doing the math. I mean, sure, they've yeah. got 35 million people. The state of California has more people than the, than the country of Canada. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have 300 million more people than they have. Right. Just taking the best athletes out of that population, we should dominate at anything. They have clear moose superiority, <laughs> but... But we don't emphasize yeah. women's hockey, and sure. they do, so right. they're good at it. We don't necessarily emphasize any sport. That's one of the things that puts us behind, like, soccer, right? If the, if the best athletes from the NBA... MLB oh, sure. and football right. played so, focused in one single sport oh, like yeah. a lot of these right. other countries right. do. It would be close. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say a bronze medal's worth? $3.50. So you can't get a good pair of socks for that. 
So if somebody could win the bronze medal or get some really nice woolly socks, they ought to go for the socks. <laughs> At this point in the game, yeah, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, the voice of the West. You could get a grande latte at Starbucks instead of the bronze medal. Wow. Those are your options. Uh, the petering out is coming up, which we win the gold medal in every day. Stay tuned <laughs> to the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. One. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Next is the Netherlands. It's probably not a newsflash to tell you the Dutch are really, really good at speed skating. All but five of the 110 medals they've won have been on the speed skating oval. Now, why are they so good, you may be asking yourselves? Because skating is an important mode of transportation in a city like Amsterdam, which sits at sea level. As you all know, it has lots of canals that can freeze in the winter. So for as long as those canals have existed, the Dutch have skated on them to get from place to place, to race race each other, and also to have fun. So I've never been to Amsterdam. You have. I have, Uh, Jack. Are people commuting around the city on ice skates? All the time, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, The uh, Dutch term is ice commute. No, that doesn't happen. I mean, the canals freeze occasionally. I mean, some winters they'll freeze. And people will skate for fun or maybe have a race. But it's not like they commute on ice skates. What the hell is Katie Kirk talking about? And in the summer months, they bring in a Batman villain to freeze the roads again so people may com- continue their commute. Right. Otherwise, how the hell would, would they get to work? We've gotten a bunch of texts like that. Well, the reason the Canadians are so good at uh, female ice hockey is that's the way they get to work, playing hockey. <laughs> Or the Norwegians are so good at the ski jump because that's the way they actually commute flying through right. the air on their skis. If they have a meeting in a distant Norwegian city, they ski jump to it. Katie? Who wrote Rounds that? coming into the airframe. That's right. Brian Williams wrote it for her. That's right. Saw bodies floating under the ice of the canals. That's pretty funny. It's Well, it's, it's a charming, like, sort of pretend story, but obviously in the modern world it just doesn't make any sense. Well, right... I, I could see where maybe, you know, some Dutch guy sitting at home talking about the canals being frozen with his wife. Yeah, it's been a cold winter. And and he says, you know, it occurs to me, wait a minute, if I took a left there, I could skate to work. And he does it, you know, just for fun. But no, that's not like their roads, Katie. <laughs> they have roads well, when they need to go somewhere. You'd have to live right. Well, first of all, the canal would have to freeze really solid. Mm-hmm. You'd have to live right next to it and work right next to it sure. for it to be very. Well, you could put running shoes on, I suppose, string them over your shoulder, skate most because of the way. Because they're that more willing to not drive than we are sure. to get to work. Well, they love to skate. They've been doing it for hundreds <laughs> of years. It's just I funny. became very sick with dysentery. That's right. <laughs> God, that's hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. There have been wondering. a number of wacky, wacky gaffes in the Olympics. Are there every year, or are we all more just hyper-aware every Olympiad, if you will? I'm uh, having another donut. Oh, my God, you're not. The first one having made me sick. I'm feeling uh, kind of uh, like I got a f- the flu now. I mean, I'm really achy and... Uh, <sighs> But uh, this one has blueberries in it because I'm kind of a health nut. This man has donut poisoning. I've got a problem. You know, I saw that donut. I thought it was uh, I thought it was chocolate, and I passed on it because I didn't want chocolate. If I'd known it was blueberries, probably would have eaten it. This is so healthy feeling. Well, right, yeah, it lowers your blood pressure. They say. 
especially if it's in the middle of a donut. I'll be interested to see if this Susan Rice email thing is a story throughout the day um, or if it's one of those that just goes away. I, I, I don't know. I don't have a sense of that. She'll uh, clam up and hide behind lawyers. I don't. I, I think it's just one more piece of, hey, wait a minute. What was going on there that maybe Mueller puts together at some point? Maybe not. God, I can't wait till he releases that report. It's going to be fascinating to read all the different ways that the Russians messed with us, the effect it had on the Obama administration, um, the, their the, their view of the incoming Trump people, all that that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, how much Trump? You know, it's all going to be interesting. Yeah, Monday morning we're going to talk to Jason Matthews, who's a former CIA uh, chief, and he was an operations guy. I mean, meaning he was out in the field doing the spook stuff. He's also now a novelist. Um, and and we're going to talk to him. One of the things he knows a hell of a lot about is the Russian disinformation, compromise, and the rest of it. Because he's seen it firsthand, and I can't wait for that conversation. But yeah, you know, it's funny. Everybody has this expectation that uh, when old man Mueller finally issues forth his wisdom, that it will uh, really be tough on the other side. Who knows? We shall see. It'd be pretty funny if some of the uh, Trump lovers, having worked so hard to discredit old man Mueller all these months, if it turned out to be like a scathing indictment of the Obama administration. Last week's big fashion shows in New York made waves as dresses for dudes are considered to be the next big fashion trend. On the other hand, no, they're not. (laughs) According to this article I read, and here's a bunch of guys on the runway in dresses. Do the fashion people do that? Just are they trolling us to see if we'll bite and pretend and, 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 and fall for it? Because there's no way they think that's going to catch on, do they? That, that one on the far right, I could see that. It's a very manly dress. It almost looks like I'm some sort of Aztec warrior. Well, they more or less wear dresses in a lot of countries, though, right? Just because it's comfortable? Kilt, yeah. You well, get a little not, uh, ventilation? I was thinking of more your uh, Middle Eastern countries, oh. just a cover all the way down to your feet. Yeah. It's kind of a dress. Yeah. It's comfortable, and you can just be as fat as you want to be, too. Oh, yeah. Speaking of eating donuts. Hey, uh, Abdul, let out my sheet a little bit, <laughs> would you? And now, final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty on the Armstrong and Getty radio program. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Well, on this Valentine's Eve day, the clinical trial process will begin. I got my first meeting with the medical team who wants to give me shots in my eyes once a month for the next year and a half to deal with retinal disease. I'll let you know how it goes tomorrow. Okay. We're hoping and praying for you. Positive Sean, your final thought. There is no greater physical manifestation of proof of the laws of diminishing returns than a box of donuts. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. There you go. God, you give the first couple of bites a 10-plus rating by that last bite, you want to kill yourself. (laughs) Mike Langelo, final thought. There's no greater Valentine's Day gift than a teddy bear with a heart. Guys, women love these things. Uh, Jack, do you have a final show for us? Yeah, my son will, because he's because he's my kid, he waited to the last minute, and tonight he'll be filling out all his Valentine's cards for him. Mm. But I'm making sure every kid in his class gets a Valentine's Day. No, uh, no, the popular cute girl gets all the Valentine's and nobody else does. Everybody's getting one. Happy Maybe Valentine. I'm a socialist or something because of that, but everybody's getting a Valentine card. <laughs> Happy Valentine, fool. That's a nice uh, tradition. Uh, my final thought comes courtesy of Brian in Nevada City, California. He wonders whether the whole uh, eating a dog thing in uh, South Korea is just a, uh, a bit of confusion because we have Conf- Kentucky Fried Chicken, Burger King, etc. And they heard the term hot dog and were just confused. Uh, no, I don't think that's it, Brian. I think they take man's best friend and they cook him. 
And treat them pretty awfully, too. Yeah, yeah, not cool. It's time for the rest of the world to call out Asia on, well, you know, eating dogs is uncool because they're so smart, but... On the whole, grinding up some animal or another for boner pills. Can we have the UN do something about that? Kill off the rhinoceros, the tiger, the lion, whatever. The elephant. The elephant. Virtually any animal that's beautiful, they want to kill to grind up for boner pills. Stop it, Asia. Dumbass backward cultures. They, you're right. They should be called out. But that scene is, I don't know, mean or something. You're dumb if you believe that. It's superstition. It's dumb. Stop it. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. And it's just like, what are you supposed to do with yourself? So I was just on social media, and I just tweeted my feelings. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. Attention. This-